This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. in the NFL in week three. It is Carlin versus Joe. ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph Fortenbaugh. Wow. 70 points in a game yesterday, and that wasn't even the biggest blowout of the day yesterday. In the framework of the Dallas Cowboys playing the Arizona Cardinals, a team that we all believed was actively trying to tank. They go on the road and lose what was, in essence, a home game in Arizona. That was the most embarrassing point of yesterday. All right, a couple things to get to. Number one, pod the big fella up a little bit more. I'm not hearing him with the boom and the luster that I need. Mm. Monday mornings, I need Carlin at full boom, full bore. Number two, no foreplay. No how are you? Just right to the Cowboys, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's it. Right to the Cowboys. Yeah. Well, I think I can that's do that. the way we need to go about it. I can do that. I, I, yesterday was absolute carnage from a totality standpoint. I mean, the Ravens, huge favorites. They go down. The Jaguars, huge favorites. They go down. And then the, the cream of the crop in the afternoon session as the Chiefs are showing you how a good team blows out a bad team with Taylor Swift in the suites high above. The Cowboys go to Arizona and single-handedly undo every nice thing everybody has said about them so far this season as an eagle fan i gotta tell you chef's kiss. that's how we drew it up ladies and gentlemen that is how we drew it up it really was a chef's kiss in that regard because listen people hate the cowboys they're a polarizing organization but yesterday was pretty tough to take when you watch them through the first couple of games they're as dominant as can be we're knocking them for having not played anybody to a degree, but they were doing what they were supposed to do. And to me, that's all you ever can do. But yesterday, yesterday, to not show up like that in a game in Arizona against the Cardinals. Well, I mean, Joe, that's that's football malpractice on their part. That is insulting to the Cowboy fan to sit there and go out and play that way to give up what they give up? Nearly 200 yards rushing to the Arizona Cardinals? How does that happen? How does that happen? Forget about everything else for a second. Just the idea that you are going to get run over and manhandled like that on the defensive side of the ball by a team that is barely an NFL franchise in many, many ways. Joe, that is, I, I mean, that's tantamount to folding the franchise type stuff when it comes to performances you can't let that happen so on one hand i can stand up for the cowboys and i can say look this isn't college football this isn't tcu as a 21 point favorite getting beat by colorado right some of these upsets we see the infamous app state over michigan at the big house this is professional football these are professional teams how often do we get an 0 and 16 0 and 17 type team arizona's been feisty Right. They know you're coming to town. You got the targets on your back. You're the Cowboys. And everybody has an off day. Baltimore had an off day yesterday. Jacksonville had a very, very off day yesterday. It happens. Some of these games can get mixed into the schedule and the ability to bounce back, the ability to go on, win a few games after it shows that, yeah, you know, you're going to get caught from time to time. So I can understand that. It's the manner in which 
you handled the end of that game, that would be extraordinarily alarming to me if I was a Cowboys fan. Because no one was expecting you to go 17-0. and No one is talking about you running the table on everybody. We know you are going to lose a few games this season. And if it's Arizona rather than the Jets, if it's Arizona rather than the Eagles, so be it. But the problem with Dallas has always been how they perform in the playoffs. Going against good teams, tight games, late game scenarios. Can Prescott rise above and deliver a win? Can Mike McCarthy navigate through the game management that needs to be navigated through in order to put his team in a position to win? And once again yesterday, you were in a tight spot. And once again yesterday, you failed. Your quarterback could not deliver. And it was against Arizona. Your head coach could not deliver. And it was against Arizona. So if you're a Cowboy fan, you can say, yeah, it's one game. It's no big deal. But you know damn well, if it's tight in the playoffs against the Niners, if it's tight in the playoffs against the Eagles, you're probably going to choke like you do every single year because three weeks into the season, we already saw that you haven't cleaned that stuff up. And I cannot take what I hear from the quarterback after the game. I cannot take this. Take a listen to this soundbite in particular. Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we knew we know who we are. Um, and in that same sense, I'm sure the media got, got what they wanted. It's our fault. Yep. It, it's our fault. It's our fault. This one's on us. Oh, Carla, oh this God. one's on us. <laughs> I, the last time I checked, uh, there was not me running around and throwing a pick in between three Cardinal defenders in the end zone at a crucial juncture in the game. That was not me. That was you. It, it, this you is said not, it's me? I, I'll tell you what. No, that you was You said it's me. No, that was Dak. Okay. That was Dak. Yeah, because it wasn't me. I didn't go out there and do that yesterday. Well, I mean, I was Dak, too busy. apparently Dak thinks it was you. Yeah. I was too busy Dak losing the Jaguar not, survivor pick. Uh, uh, Joe, were you the one missing tackles left and right and giving up 222 <laughs> yards rushing? No, I was eating buffalo chicken dip. Yeah, yeah. I was very comfortable on my couch watching <laughs> you do that. And here's what I'm really getting sick and tired of from people like Dak, because we're going to hear this in a couple of weeks. Y'all thought we couldn't do it, and we did it. Oh, my God. Shut up. Right here, shut up. Shut up in a few weeks when you're looking for your motivation. Fine. You need the motivation of everybody else saying what they're saying, having the high expectations, jumping on you when you falter, and then using that for motivation to turn back around. That's all great. You do what you have to do in your locker room. Shut up. We don't want to hear about it anymore. Not just Dak, not just the Cowboys, any other team anywhere. The world is not out there doubting every single thing that you can do. In week three, the world was not sitting there on the edge of your seat saying, I can't wait to see the Cowboys blow this in Arizona. That's not what the world was doing. It's not what the media was doing. The media is there to cover something. We're here to comment on something. It is not we all got what we wanted. Dear God, Joe, I'm so sick and tired of that garbage being at the forefront about how nobody believed in you. That's fine. That's fine. You can keep that in your locker room. We're we're so sick and tired of hearing about that crap, and I'm sick of that being an excuse. You guys got what you wanted anyway. Well, the thing is, you go through the stat line. If you go to ESPN.com, you go into the box score, you look at Dak's stat line yesterday, 70% completions, 321 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, nine carries, 59 yards, and a touch. Oh, wait, no, that was Daniel Jones against the Cardinals last week. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was Daniel Jones of the Giants, the guy that always gets mocked for not being worth the money, for not being very good. That's what he did against 
against the Cardinals on the road last week. 70% completions, 329 yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Dak was 62% completions, 249 yards, only one touchdown and one pick. I'm sorry. I, apologies to Daniel Jones and Dak Prescott for getting that one uh, backwards. The, the media, the narrative, the straw man argument a lot of times is what this comes down to. It can be a powerful motivator, right? Look at Deion Sanders in Colorado. One or two people early on might be doubting you, so you you grab onto that and you you send the message in the locker room that it's us against the world. Everybody out there is looking for us to fail. Not really. You call yourself America's team. If you're America's team, you got plenty of people out there that are looking for you to succeed. The problem with the commentary after the game of this is what the media wanted, this is what they got – You can't be out there doing the victory laps after the wins over Daniel Jones and Zach Wilson and then not take what's coming when you fall on your face against Arizona. That's what makes it so juicy because it's not like there's a lot of humility coming out of Dallas when they beat up on Daniel Jones and the Giants. Congratulations. The Niners just did that too. When you beat up on Zach Wilson and the Jets, congratulations. The Patriots just did that. Like that doesn't mean anything, but you're out there, you're smiling and celebrating. Everyone's talking about how I believe Michael Parsons, and I love Michael Parsons, he's a Penn State guy, but talking about how this defense is elite, how we need to respect it and all that, we, we, we do. We do. Everyone has a bad game. But you want the victory parade after Zach Wilson and Daniel Jones? You're going to get what you get after losing to Josh Dobbs on the road. You're not yeah. ready for prime time until further notice. That's where we stand with the Dallas Cowboys. It is a two-horse race in the NFC, and the Cowboys are not one of those horses. And you know what? You mentioned Micah Parsons. This is what I have no problem with. This, what he said after the game, 100% accurate. The reality is we got to take in every game is like the Super Bowl, and we got to play up to our standard. We can't play down to teams, and I feel like that's what we did today. That's fair. That's fair. If you're going to go out there and pat yourselves on the back as a great defense and we need to be taken seriously, when you play down to it, you own it. That's what he did. You played down to a bad opponent. That's Make no mistake. That's absolutely what happened. I love that dude. That dude's fantastic. Prescott, though, it's interesting how he says... Uh, what, can, do we have that audio, Mikey C? Can you play just the beginning part of the Prescott audio again? I, I think it's it. like the first sentence. I got it. Y'all put us on top of the world. Um, we knew we know who we are. Um, right, and, and that same. So we put you on top of the world, but you're making it clear we knew who who we are. Uh, you meaning, knew that you were going to lose to Arizona yeah, and play meaning down like, to them. You don't think of yourself as being on top of the world. You're not walking around with the confidence that you should be out there blowing people out, that you should be handling your business. It's funny how we think of this. It's amazing what 60 minutes of a football game can do. Coming into week three, this was viewed as one of the most dominant teams in the NFL. I mean, they massacred the Giants, and then they manhandled the Jets. And people were saying, look, it's not just that they're winning. They're crushing people. Look at the point differential. Look at how well they're playing. Then you go out and lose to Arizona, it undoes all of it. Now you look back and you go, well, yeah, all right. You beat Daniel Jones. You beat Zach Wilson. Who isn't beating those guys these days? That doesn't mean anything. Like, those two wins meant a whole lot right up until they lost to Arizona. And now those wins mean nothing. They mean absolutely nothing. And what's amazing to me is we can sit here in week three and we have results like we did yesterday and we can all say, oh, turn." you know, listen, when it comes to the NFL, nobody really knows anything. That's not, that's not what applies here. That's not what applies here. What we know here is that a team that is supposed to be at the top level of the conference and that last week you and I were getting lambasted for, many were, for uh, saying that they're, they're not in the conversation with the Eagles and the 49ers. Yesterday, they proved us right and they showed us exactly, exactly what they are until proven otherwise. And that is a team that cannot be trusted. They can't be trusted, Joe. 
That's all there is to it. I mean, as an Eagle fan, again, I'm fine with that. <laughs> this is exactly what I want to see. I want to see McCarthy not handling the end-of-game scenario as well. I want to see Prescott throwing interceptions in big spots late. When you're an Eagle fan, when you're a Niner fan, you're looking around, you're assessing your competition. And right now, if you're assessing your competition, you're thinking, all right, Kellen Moore's gone, same old Cowboys. Nothing to worry about right now. Uh, I just want to remind Cowboy fans of the call-in number. In case you lose it today which you very well may, especially the guys that, you know, checked in last week. Here it is, just to remind you. You can be a part of the Carlin and Joe Nation. Carlin versus Joe Nation, I should say. On the Dr. Pepper call-in line, get out your pens, write it down. 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation, presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. Up next, did we see the coming-out party for perhaps the greatest offense this league has ever seen? Wow. Carla versus Joe, ESPN Radio Series XM Channel 80. Prescott looking, now he's throwing in the end zone, it's intercepted. Kazir White intercepted it on a pass to the post and takes a knee for a touchback. Obviously, we're disappointed, but this is part of the journey, part of the humbling component of the National Football League. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. Go to work over the weekend. College was really good. Pro was eh, at least the ones we gave you. Two and two, down point two units. Overall as a show, 16 wins, 13 defeats, one tie. We are plus 1.62 units. Let's start with two in the Eagles game for tonight. Number one's a prop. DeAndre Swift over 32 and a half rushing yards. What am I what am I missing here? 
I understand Kenneth Gainwell started the season as the Eagles starting running back, but then he missed game two against Minnesota and Swift went nuclear for like 170 yards. Do you think the Eagles are going back to Gainwell and giving him 30 carries and Swift zero? I don't think so. They'll split, but I only need 32 and a half yards from DeAndre Swift. So let's go ahead and bag that one. And then number two, Baker Mayfield. Yes. To throw an interception minus 120. You may have forgotten because the first two games of his tenure with the Tampa Bay Bucks came against the Vikings and the Bears, who generate no pressure whatsoever. But Mayfield likes to throw interceptions. He's thrown quite a bit in his career. Enter the Philadelphia Eagles and their very aggressive front four, pass rush, and blitz. They're going to get after him tonight. He's going to make a mistake, and he's going to throw a pick. It's a price of minus 120. So your first two pizza money's out of the gate. DeAndre Swift, over 32 and a half rushing yards. Baker Mayfield, yes, interception, minus 120. The pitch to Uh-oh. 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 40, 50, he's gone, 30, nobody's going to catch the A-chain. Miami wins that one decisively by a score of 70 to 20. Obviously, uh, that was embarrassing and uh, tough to watch. There weren't a lot of positives to take from that game. I'm tired of losing, man. I've been here for seven years and all I've done is loss, and it's frustrating. Yeah, that last one was Garrett Bowles. <laughs> I mean, that's a tough one. You're out in the heat in Miami yesterday, and you're losing 70-20. to 20. Like, that is a long day at the office for the Denver Broncos. And can you imagine that flight home, what that looked like, Joe? All right, well, first off on that, you give up 70 and you lose by 50, you don't get the fly home charter. You fly home commercial and you get two layovers. You don't get a direct and you don't get one layover. You're hitting Southwest, baby. We'll see you in Atlanta and Kansas City for the connections. You have not earned a chartered flight. You have not earned a nonstop. You have not earned one layover. You get two layovers for that flight home. I will say this very quickly to wedge this in. What does it say about the Chicago Bears that the Broncos can get beat 70 to 20, move to 0 and 3 on the season and find themselves as a 3-point favorite over Chicago next week? <laughs> like that speaks volumes as to where the Bears are at. But back to the point about the Denver Broncos, I mean, man, defensively, that is a nightmare. I mean, you just burn that tape. I don't even think you go back and watch it. As for Miami, what are we dealing with here? This looks like something special, Carlin. Yeah, I, I have to say, first of all, if I was Sean Payton, I would really be debating the whole way home. Do I burn the tape or did I make them sit through every last minute of it? <laughs> like, Get them commemorative copies with their numbers and names exactly. engraved on the tape. See, that's why he gets $20 million a year to me. That's exactly <laughs> what I'm doing. Secondly, I, I, I have to say, like, when it comes to Tua, my friends at Tua Non, you win. You win. Yeah, they do. The guy's amazing. And it's all about staying healthy at this point. It it wasn't before for me. Last year, it was about the arm strength. It was about the accuracy. The dude has just taken it to a whole nother level. And when he is on the field, he is incredible. He is absolutely incredible with the way he has played. Mea culpa to my friends in Miami. This offense is... They didn't even have Jalen Waddle yesterday. How does that happen? I mean, they lose their second best offensive weapon at wide receiver, and they hang seventy. I, I mean, Mostert had four touchdowns. Devin Achan's everywhere. Tyreek Hill, as you would expect, everywhere. I couldn't get over that performance, top to bottom. And yeah, listen, 
Is it an, an anomaly? 70 points for anybody is an anomaly, okay? But I, I don't think it's overstating it in one week when we've seen what we've seen the first couple of weeks of the year to say that this does have a chance to be the greatest offense of all time. Ooh, here we go. We're getting bold. We're getting sassy. Are we getting fat and sassy this morning? Oh, we're getting fat and sassy. Fat and sassy, huh? Okay. Especially after a Steeler win last night, by the way. I'm feeling extra spoiled, too. But that That was. I I look forward to discussing some of the coaching at the end of that game. (laughs) They got some help. Let's put it that way. uh, We'll get to that. at, At any rate, it absolutely can be in that discussion as the season goes along. We're, we're obviously not there yet. You have to look at an entire year. So the most points scored in an NFL season is 606 by the Denver Broncos and Peyton Manning's uh, first year there where he threw 50-some touchdowns. I believe that was 2013, if memory I serves. you're correct. Yes. Um, I shouldn't say if memory serves. I, I have it right in front of me. Oh. It's just right here. <laughs> <laughs> if this website I'm staring good. at is accurate, you yes, are nothing if not a showman. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was just thinking that's 2013, right? Yeah, yep. look at me, no big deal. Yeah, let me think. Yeah, oh, I'm Michael from Suits. Awesome I, I remember everything. Yep. Uh, so the Dolphins right now are on pace for 737 points, but you can't say on pace after a 70 point game. Can the Dolphins score 40 points a game? I mean, the, what what you're looking at, the, the greatest by-game offense is 38.6, and it's the Rams, like, in 1950. Can that be the Dolphins are at, at 43 right now? I think they'll probably fall short of it, but they're going to be in the discussion, Joe, all season, just because there are times where they just look unstoppable. A no-look shovel pass? Are you kidding that me? That play was awesome. How that you, was awesome. It looked like backyard basketball. How do you stop it? No. You can't. Everyone's running free. That's the thing. The way it's designed, it's not as if they're like physically mauling you into the ground and they're just bigger and better. Like if, you know, Georgia gets a tune up game against our sisters of the poor, like, yeah, you're going to mow that team into the ground. These are professional football players and everybody's just running free all over the field. I was looking at it. You looked at it from a points perspective. I'm looking at it from a yardage perspective. The team that rolled up the most yards per game in NFL history Drew Brees, New Orleans Saints in 2011. They rolled up 467 yards per game. Mm. After that, there's the Denver Broncos from 2013 at 457 yards. And then the 1951 Rams, the 82 Chargers, all right? So prior to Miami this year, it's the Saints at 467 yards per game. Miami currently averaging 550 yards per game. (laughs) 550. Now, people will look at yesterday's game and go, well, it's skewed because they rolled up 700 yards of offense against Denver. Yes, it is skewed. But they rolled up over 500 in week one against the Chargers. That's half a dime. 500 yards in week one against the Chargers. Two of their three games, they've rolled up over 500 total yards of offense. And if you are living in the state of Colorado, ski season is right around the corner. Because what happened to the Buffaloes and what happened to the Broncos this weekend? It's a good thing you got Aspen. It's a good thing you got Vail. It's a good thing you got Breck. It's a good thing you got the Denver Nuggets. Because, man, that was a tough one this weekend. Oh, it absolutely. When's that Aspen Film Festival? We go check that out? (laughs) I look like a guy who would know it's generally in March. (laughs) Well, I just want to hear this clip from from Mike McDaniel and have him describe what's going on with this offense right now. Oh, that's a lot of players executing a lot of things um, to a standard that's unrelenting. Um, you know, I think that y- you, you see where guys are at um, for me when you have a, a lead. Um, so many leads are vulnerable in this league. Um, so, you know, we talked at length 
um, all off season. You go, um, you know, just about adversity, and sometimes adversity is having um, a, a score to lead because you can let the atmosphere dictate um, your product. Uh, so, what I saw from um, a lot of guys, and specifically when you're talking about um, that type of production. Well, that, that's, that's guys really taking, taking it to heart. Unrelenting. Unrelenting, Joe. Like, yeah. That doesn't even begin to cover it. It's amazing. Tell you what, right now, this morning, 4-1, to one, Mike McDaniel to win Coach of the Year. I made that bet. It was 7-1 to one last yeah. week. That's when I should have made it. Now 4-1, to one, I'm looking at this, and I'm thinking to myself, who's going to compete with them? LaFleur and Green Bay's looking okay so far. They're 2-1. and one. He's doing it with Jordan Love. But how does a voter... And I know it's only three weeks in, and you got to stay healthy if you're Tua. But how does a voter look at anybody other than Mike McDaniel's coach of the year? The Dolphins have been a joke since Dan Marino. Like, they haven't done anything. And now, all of a sudden, they're the most high-powered offense in the NFL. They can get a few stops on defense. They're 3-0. and They're going to Buffalo next week as two-and-a-half-point dogs. That's a game right there, Carlin. Yeah, to say the least, that's a game right there. That's a game. Uh, that's a game. So the Dolphins are averaging 550 yards per game. <laughs> The Jets have a total of 675 yards of offense in three weeks. Yeah. I think them and the Bears have, in three weeks, have less yards than the Dolphins rolled up yesterday. Wow. It's tough to be be a fan of either of those teams right now. Well, up next, (laughs) should Zach Wilson ever be allowed in an NFL stadium again? Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more More than than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C. Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Christine Lisi, breaking news from ESPN's Adam Schefter. An MRI revealed Chargers receiver Mike Williams has a torn ACL. He's expected to be ready for training camp next season. Williams' season-ending injury should increase snaps and targets for rookie Quentin Johnson. Not one, but two Monday night football games to close out week three of the NFL season tonight. Buccaneers and Eagles start things off. 7-15 Eastern, ABC and ESPN+. Plus. Bengals quarterback Joe Burrow lingering calf injury. Questionable against the Rams. 8-15 Eastern on ESPN and ESPN2. The Steelers' charter plane from Las Vegas made an emergency landing early this morning in Kansas City, Missouri. A Steelers spokesperson posted on social media, everybody on the plane safe. The team's making necessary plans to arrive back in Pittsburgh later today. Multiple Pittsburgh media outlets reported the plane landed because of oil pressure failure in one of the engines. Starts with me. I gotta find a way to be better. Has Zach shown you enough to keep him as the starter? Oh, yeah, he's fine. Oh my god. Oh my god. Can you imagine if Taylor Swift was dating Zach Wilson? That would never happen. <laughs> You're right. She she is riding so high right now. Her brand is so high coming off this tour. There's she turned down the Super Bowl halftime show. You don't yeah. turn down the Super Bowl halftime show so you can say yes to Zach Wilson. That's a that's going to cause some some questions. There are you know what it would be like? There. It would be like, you know what? Let's take all this power and fame and money out for a spin and see exactly how hard can we go <laughs> at trying to crash and burn. That's what it would be. First thing, let's date Zach Wilson. Carlin versus Joe. Let's see ESPN what we can get radio. away with. <laughs> Just how powerful am I? That's what I want to know. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Insurance for motorcycles, boats, and RVs for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Joe, I went back and I wanted to re-watch the start of the Jet game yesterday. Why? I don't know. But I did. Play That's one. a life right there, by the way. I Just, mean, like, the yeah. other options you had couldn't have been all that great. Well, because I'm fascinated by the morose and the atrocious. Yeah, That's why. Go. So how bad can it be? Uh, play one, quick throw out to uh, Garrett Wilson. Let's get him the ball early, one yard. Brees Hall. They decide to run it with him as Zach Wilson checks into the play at the line of scrimmage. Mm. Tony Romo says... Before the snap, oh, they're going to run it right. He checked into the play. Five defenders in the area, minus six yards. And then on the second series, the game was over when Wilson had easily five to six seconds in the pocket, can't find anybody. Nobody can't find anyone. And he spins around and then just curls up into a ball on the ground. He wasn't even hit. He wasn't even hit. He curled up as if he was looking for a place to hide, Joseph. That's how bad it's gotten. So, I, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, 
really sure where else to go here. I, I know that he was the number two overall pick a couple, couple years ago. I know that the number two overall pick in Houston looked incredible yesterday. Yes, he like did. How good, how good did C.J. Stroud look? Phenomenal. Three games in the NFL, he showed you right there he's capable of being your guy. He went to Jacksonville, and he beat that team up. He made big plays all day, and all of his teammates were talking about him. And he continues to get better, and we're talking about week three. Zach Wilson is in year three. He's a number two overall pick. I, I don't know why he's still going out there. I don't know what the Jets still need to learn, what they need to figure out. It, I don't know if there's a mandate from above that simply says we're not bringing anybody else in. Like, we were told after the Rodgers injury they were at least going to go sign someone. The depth chart is Wilson and Tim Boyle. That's yep. it. It's not like they're experimenting here. Carson Wentz is out there. Nope, they don't want him. Matt Ryan, according to reports, I believe uh, had his representation reach out saying he'd be interested. Nope, they don't want him. Okay, I get it. But you're just going to keep going with Wilson. You can't possibly believe anything's going to change here. You can't possibly believe. So at this point, I can only be led to believe that the Jets are just actively throwing away the season. What, what else out there would lead us to believe that they are still trying to compete in any way, shape, or form? Because there's, there's nothing about Wilson that they know that we don't in terms of you just haven't seen it yet. He's developing. He's going to get there. He, he can't play the position. He shows you every week. He cannot play the position. Here's Robert Sala asked about Wilson still being the starter going forward. Has Zach shown you enough to keep him as the starter going yeah, forward? Yeah, he's fine. That's not he's right. fine. At what, at what point do you just decide maybe, you know, you don't want to let the season get away from you? So do you continue to go, like, if it continues to go in this bad direction? We're, we're still we're still early in the season. You know, we knew that even, even with Aaron at quarterback, we knew that there was going to be some hiccups along the way because of the new offense, new play caller, new line, new 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 just new players all over the uh, offense side of the ball and now you've got this curveball that was sent to us and so there's you know they're they're acclimating and they're they're going to get better but it's still very early in the season no no it's early but we all know the guy's bad and nathaniel hackett's not doing a damn thing to help him not in the least that's not happening at all and you're seeing infighting and discussions on the sideline with with i mean the second string running back for Pete's sake and Michael Carter, they they have no other answer. When he keeps getting asked this, he basically says he is the guy that gives us the best chance to win. In other words, Tim Boyle must not be able to break the huddle for them to not at least look at him. And he doesn't and even know, know where the apparently he doesn't even know where the facility is. Yeah, like Tim Boyle not capable of getting to the facility. That's why they're going with Wilson. That's why he literally gives you the best chance to win because he is physically there. Look. I was one of the guys that said, after week one, you have to ride this. Well, yeah, that was that's a bad that's a bad look if we can revisit that one. Uh, yeah, listen, we can. Re- I've had a lot of them lately. I've really hit a, some bad takes lately. <laughs> but that aside, I mean, that one. It, I mean, like the ride crashed and burned. There's there's no more ride. So, what's left? It is bring somebody else in, and you're going to force them now, as opposed to bringing them in after week one. When Tim, when, when Ryan, Matt Ryan admitted his guys reached out, when Carson Wentz clearly wants a job, um, and I think that's probably a lot of Joe Douglas influence from understanding Carson Wentz from the Philadelphia days, that they're not signing him. Here they are. They're, they're in a position right now where even if you bring somebody in this second, 
they have to go and try and learn everything quickly and try to save the season? Or, you know, the Vikings are doing their part if, if they want to trade them. But until then, like, they could scream and yell, there's no answer here, and the season is dissolving in front of them. Yeah, we can only bang the Kirk Cousins drum so often. We've been right. doing it since the injury. I mean, there it is. They're 0-3. They're, they're done. Yes, they're a favorite against Carolina this weekend. They'll probably win and be convinced they're still in this thing. They're not. I, I don't know what's going on there. If you haven't even picked up the phone yet and, and inquired about it, it's clear you're not serious about winning. I'm worried about Salah from, an example, from the standpoint of all we hear about from coaches, people in leadership position is accountability, right? Like we yeah. need to hold each other accountable. We need to be accountable for our actions. We need to be accountable out there. Okay, I, I agree with that. You need to be accountable in your work life, in your family life, in your personal life, all of it. Be accountable. But every time Wilson has a stinker, you got Salah up there telling everyone he gives you the best chance to win. I mean, by the letter of the law, probably, because there's no other option in the building to play quarterback, but... You keep saying that receivers keep having their. There are guys on this team that play receiver and running back that would probably like to hit their incentives for their contracts. They're not going to hit them. Like people are going to get frustrated that they're going to have to sacrifice so much in the offseason and go through this all year just to get beat up and humiliated every single week. I mean, you got Kansas City this week. It's not getting any better. They're going to come in. They're going to roll right through you. They're nine-point favorites. And you're going to be sitting one and three, and Salah's still going to be telling you he gives you the best chance to win. Like, at what point does that locker room look at the head coach and say, you know what, man, we're tired of hearing this. We're tired of hearing this because we talked about this as well. This is a very delicate situation for Robert Salah. He has got to steer this ship in the right direction. He cannot lose the locker room throughout a crisis like this, or he's going to end up losing his gig. 888-SAY-ESPN, speaking of beaten and humiliated, the Cowboys yesterday, your chance to get in on that. My friends with the Cowboy emblem shirts and all that stuff that you're not wearing today because you're hiding like Zach Wilson was in the pocket yesterday, please pick up the phone. If you can remember the number, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. In case you need a refresher on that embarrassment and why they do not deserve to be in the discussion among the top teams in the NFC. And, again, speaking of humiliated and embarrassed, Justin Fields and the Bears. How do they respond if they're capable? It's all on the way. Lines are open for you. 888-SAY-ESPN, Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. Up in the air, it's batted up and oh. nearly caught. Oh. And it falls to the ground and nearly into Randall Cobb's hands in the end zone. You know, it starts with me. I got to find a way to be better. Has Zach shown you enough to keep him as the starter going yeah. forward? This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. 
takes the snap, sets the throw, right side, tipped and intercepted by Kansas City. Running right to the 30 and out of bounds. It is swiped by Mike Edwards. The Bears, they are 0-3. A loss marks the eighth time in the Super Bowl era. They are 0-3 in the first time since 2016. As they cap a frustrating, maddening, and concerning week. Uh, to be honest with you, that, that locker room is tight, and it's going to have to be tight now. I mean, there's going to be a lot of outside noise, and we got to do a great job of just staying together. It's got to be rock bottom, doesn't it, for the Bears? What happened yesterday? I mean, maybe not, but it looks, feel, so. looks and feels pretty close to it. That was pretty they can bad. absolutely go lower. You don't believe so? I don't know. I don't know. That, that was just awful across the board, and there's no reason they shouldn't be able to move the ball against the Chiefs defense, and they, they didn't have a sniff. Not a sniff. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. We'll get back to the calls here, or we'll get back to the uh, Bears here in a sec. Let's get a couple of calls in, though, and we'll start with Greg, who is in Texas up first uh, on ESPN Radio. Greg, go. Hey, what's going on, guys? How are you, bud? Uh, Love the show, man. Hey, uh, yes, I am a dedicated Dallas Cowboys fan. I represent my team yearly, year-round. Um, it's very unfortunate. I did hear what you said at the top of the hour as far as it being depressing as a fan's point of view. Uh, I agree with everything y'all said. Um, <laughs> I, I've been through it. Um, it's, it's, it's extremely bad. Uh, players definitely got to take accountability and uh, know what they're doing, not just to the organization, but to the fan base at that, right? I know sometimes it sounds humorous for me to say that, but, I mean, Honestly, I mean, it It really does take a toll because you support your team year-round. You buy tons of gear. You you take vacation days from work. Um, you know, so there's a lot of stuff that we go through on the other side that I'm sure they do know. But at the end of the day, I mean, it, it's got to reflect somehow. Um, and there is no excuses for yesterday's game. That is a man right there that feels like and sounds like Thanks for the call, Greg, that it was personal and that man is beaten as a human being. That's what that sounded like as a Cowboys fan after losing that game. Today's show has been the Cowboys, the Broncos, Zach Wilson and the Jets, the Bears, back to the Cowboys. We are an advertisement for Prozac at this point. We, <laughs> we, we are going to have to swing the vibes on this show at some point. Point because this is an incredibly dis- depressing display of professional football that we have chosen to focus on. Like we did mention Miami for a moment, and then we were right back to how embarrassing Denver was. And that's a Cowboy fan right there. As an Eagle fan, as a Giant fan, Commander fan, you're not even going to laugh. Like I'm not even going to laugh at that. I've been there before. I know how that feels. That feels awful. I actually feel bad for him. Listen, I feel bad for him too. He sounded like, as I said, he sounded like he was beaten. Sounded broken. Yes, he absolutely did. And I feel for you. I feel. Rock Rock is in Delaware next on ESPN Radio. Rock, what's going on? Oh, man, I feel great. I'm a Cowboys fan. We're 2-1. and one. We got a three-game stretch coming up that's going to define our season. I couldn't feel better. I mean, hey, we lost. 
You got guys like Stephen A. Smith that I know are definitely going to laugh, can't get the ball to home plate, but, oh, let's laugh at the Cowboys. We lost to Arizona. Arizona's been tough in every game they played oh, this stop year. It. We stop it. Here we go. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. I love the start of it, but then that part was. <laughs> Arizona's been tough all season. Hey, all right, they've played tough. They blew a lead to the Giants who are not exactly an offensive juggernaut, as you saw in week one. Oh, my God, Joe. That was awesome, though. I love the optimism. I love the fact that it's, hey, you know what? Arizona's been playing tough this year. They caught us. We never, no Cowboy fan would have thought about that at all up until three minutes before kickoff. Like, not, you never would have been like, hey, we got it. Guys, we got this one circled Arizona this week. We're, we got to put the Jets and the Giants behind us. It's Arizona week. Everyone button up. Here we go. Here we go. It's the Cardinals. We're going to Arizona. You know how it is in that building when our fans show up and buy 75% of the seats and it's very comfortable against a team projected to have the worst record in the NFL. Here's I do a like the optimism, question. though. That is a great. That was that was a great call. I Here, like here's a optimism. great question: Has any team ever said we better be buttoned up? It's Arizona week. <laughs> like I don't even know if the Steelers said that in the Super Bowl. <laughs> we better be buttoned up. It's Arizona week. I'll tell you what. As far as the Bears are concerned, if that's not if thirty four nothing at halftime is not rock bottom, like what is? And sure, it's the Chiefs, but as much as we look at the Chiefs and they're they're starting to look like the old Chiefs, I still wonder about their receivers outside of Travis Kelsey. I, I absolutely do. And yesterday to me was a whole lot more about the Bears just absolutely being awful across the board than it was about the Chiefs proving anything right. I mean, here we go. Right now, we live in a world where the Chicago Bears have lost 13 consecutive games going back to last year. In those 13 games, they have given up at least 25 points every single time. Their head coach, Matt Eberflus, who it feels like it was just last week that it was a new era under Eberflus, he has now coached 20 games as the boss in Chicago. He is 3-17, and and it does not look like it's moving in the right direction. It's starting to look like the quarterback that you have that you thought was your future is not your future. It's starting to look like the new front office and coaching staff you brought in at the, prior to last season is, is not going to be the answer. This is a rudderless ship that has now assumed the mantle of worst team in the NFL. In a year where Justin Fields was 25 to 1 to win MVP before the year started, where their season win total was about seven and a half, where people thought maybe, just maybe, the Bears might threaten for an outside shot at the number seven seed with a wild card berth this year. And so far this year, it's just been three really dismal performances punctuated by a dysfunctional week as an organization that led into an absolute blowout loss at Kansas City. Perhaps it's rock bottom, perhaps, but it can get a whole lot worse. You're an underdog next week to a team that just lost by 50, and that's not hyperbole. Denver is 0-3, lost by 50, and is laying three points against you next week. That's what Vegas thinks. All I can tell you is, if that is what you are going to be about, when you know you're walking into a hornet's nest to begin with, and and you just... Don't even show up. Like, what is there to talk about with you? Yeah. What, what, what optimism is there to be had? Matt Eberflus, 
I mean, if this is going to continue, he can't be the coach beyond this year. I, it makes me wonder about Ryan Poles. You know, they, they went out and made all those additions in the offseason to get better, and they might be worse. They Like, that's hard to do. They might be worse this season. At least they'll have Caleb Williams if they want him. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.